Hey there, everybody. This is the NPC Graveyard. I am the NPC, and it is horror time with Escape Room from 2019. So I have never been in an escape room. Rose has done a few, and I've seen one or two done online, but for those of you who don't know, the basic premise is that a group of people are locked in a room and have to use various clues left for them in order to escape. Of course there are ways to cheat, i.e. throwing everything on its side until you find what you were told to look for, but that isn't very fun. And with the prices some of these go for, that would be a huge waste. Major spoilers to follow, let's get to it. So a group of six people are each sent a puzzle box, which contains a ticket to the world's most difficult escape room with a prize of $10,000 to anyone who can escape. As soon as the group enters the room, it becomes apparent that if they should fail to pass each room's puzzle, they will die. Each room becomes more sadistic than the next, as they become more personalized to the disasters of each of the player's tragic past. Okay, so this whole movie was basically a crossover between Saw and Cabin in the Woods. The mysterious audience that watches the spectacle have enough funds to literally destroy an entire building filled with complex engineered designs. Listener, I can't even imagine how much money is being gambled in this game. But let's get off the subject of the super rich fucking around with everyone else. The rooms themselves are very impressive. Despite how big or small they may appear to be, each intricate lobster trap is designed to the most minute detail for each scenario. As ridiculous as it is for a room to become a giant oven, for instance, the way that it is executed is aesthetically amazing. My favorite was probably the bar room that was completely upside down, with parts of the floor falling from beneath their feet at odd intervals. The plotline of poor schmucks looking for an easy cash payout has become a bit overused, though. I mean, it is the perfect excuse to get anyone to do anything, especially with this economy. And I am proud of the little group, though. There were times that they were at one another's throats, but they also realized that they had to work together for the best chances of survival. This caused a few players to be pretty two-faced. But I would say that any of them were really over-stereotypical about it. Well, except for Danny, who was the escape group enthusiast in the group. He was the first one to deny that they were in any real danger, and eagerly took selfies to boost their internet fame once they became the first group to finally beat the world's most impossible escape room. I can't say they, that I was surprised when he died so early on. He snuck in a phone when he wasn't supposed to, and he was punished on behalf of the group when they all attempted to cheat their way around getting a key faster. The Game Master obviously couldn't take that sitting down. Now with him having the most knowledge, he should have been the one that the group had tried to protect. But they all ended up laughing at him and getting mad at him when he got too energetic. His death actually reminded me greatly of Psycho, where the girl who was supposed to be the lead star died in the first act, 
The real horror of the film wasn't just the threats of being burned alive, frozen to death, or poisoned. To me, it was seeing just how far the group acted as they become less in number and far more desperate room by room. At first, they had calmer heads about them, taking turns with a single coat in a frozen lake, for example. But soon enough, the survival of the fittest mentality began to come to the surface as some of the members of the group began to sacrifice each other for the rest to move on. By the second to last room, there were two survivors who had to fight to the death over an antidote designed to stop only one of them from overdosing on the psychedelic drug that was slowly killing them. People acting like savages we once were always has and always will scare the living shit out of me. Because it's something that really isn't that far-fetched. Now, the ending is what really annoyed me out of this entire mess. Ben, the apparent sole survivor, is greeted by the Game Master, who calmly explains what just happened and vents about the fact that he has to do more work every year to appease the audience watching them. He attempts to kill Ben after explaining that no one was supposed to get out alive, especially not a burnout like him. Zoe appears to save him after playing possum in an earlier chamber, showing great insight enough to trick everyone to thinking that she was dead. Now, here's where it gets annoying. Both characters have apparently pulled their lives out of the gutter in a matter of just six months. The police found that the building had been cleared out while the two characters were in the hospital and basically shunned them for wandering around and trespassing in an abandoned building. Refusing to let the past go, Zoe shows Ben a pile of headlines where each of the other participants have died in a natural accident. She uses the company's logo to triangulate where their head office should be and convinces Ben to fly there in order to put a stop to them once and for all. <sighs> At that point, we find the evil, shadowy superpower testing out a new game inside of a flight simulator designed for the duo's upcoming trip. It's a little over the top. Like, way over the top in my opinion. I get that no one was supposed to walk away and the super rich need to protect their anonymity by tying up loose ends. But, yeah. It's a little too ridiculous in my taste. The alternate ending, though, is a little more to my aesthetic. Mostly. In it, Zoe is lured to her classroom through a series of clues from her dorm. She goes to her usual seat and finds a check for $10,000 appearing along with her mother's watch that had apparently been part of her tragic past. Yeah, I, I, I probably should have like mentioned this earlier, which does and does not make sense. This particular group was chosen because they were sole survivors of horrible incidents. Apparently it was some kind of test to see if it was just some sort of luck or if they had all survived because of skill. Yeah, the, when the uh, Game Master was doing his whole ranting to Ben, he actually went on about how some of the past they 
groups were uh, athletes and whatever. I, I kind of got lost at that point. Each group was apparently picked for some different reason, something they all had in common, but this time it's because they were all sole survivors. Anyway, she tears a... She te- yeah. I was fine when I was on script, and then I went off script, and suddenly I'm messing up. Happens every time, listener. All two of you listening. Happens every single time. She tears up the check before the room locks and a voice comes over an intercom, telling her that it's time to play again. If it had ended with her just picking up the check, I probably could have lived with it. She won, even though she cheated. But she cheated the cheaters at their own game and was honored with what should have been the promised prize in the first place. Of course, ripping it up probably broke what would have been considered a silent truce between the two parties, thus inciting them to go with plan B. Anyway, I actually enjoyed this film until the ending. I can mostly tell that because it flew right by. This is one of those occasions where I didn't even look at my watch once, and I didn't even realize that the hour and a half had actually passed. However, I really thought that they would go in a completely different direction with the original ending. As soon as I saw the police officer taking Zoe back to the crime scene, I was sure that his name tag was going to say Yu, as a reference to the name Dr. Wu-Tan Yu, which appeared several times in the different rooms. Then the entire police squad would all turn to kill Zoe before being revealed as part of the shadowy, or shadowy organization, with the lone nurse poisoning Ben while no one was around. But instead the name Dr. Wu-Tan Yu was simply an anagram for No Way Out. So, if you want quality, it's somewhat there. But this may be a better film that you want to play a drinking game to. Alright, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening. Never trust easy money. And welcome to the graveyard.